Well, James, we. Uh, yes, sir. You know, the first segment of this uh, of this intro was talking about the restaurant, mm -hmm. how it came to exist, and your your dream, your vision, your goals. And then and then we took a quick break. Yeah. And, and tried your amazing food. Yeah. And I'm hurt. I know it's pretty rough. <laughs> I'm telling you what, but mm -hmm. it's. What's crazy is, you know, we tried five different, really like six, seven, eight dishes by the time you put everything mm -hmm. together. It's like, I can't find one that's like, that's the one. Like, I literally feel like I have to keep coming back to do mm -hmm. one, depending on whether it's breakfast, lunch, dinner, right, whatever it is. And and I, I really want to, I want to pride you just on the, on everything. I mean, there's mm -hmm. nothing like, even in the restroom, the, the love letters, right? You know, yeah. Like, like everything's just so personal. and. People don't do that. Yeah, nobody does that. You know, and that's that's what I love is the authenticness of that. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like, you know, I'm always inspired as an entrepreneur myself. I'm always mm -hmm. inspired by people's their journeys. But one of the things that I like to talk about is it's not the easiest road to travel. No. And a lot of people, you know, it's like, you know, the the biggest misconception is you own a company. So you have it made financially, mentally, right? You know everything's just going great mm -hmm. for you. You know you're wealthy and all these things, right? Isn't that a great misconception? Oh yeah, yeah. Like um, when I lay down at night, I I claim to have a superpower, right? Which is that I can go to sleep anywhere. Like if you gave me another five minutes, I'd go to sleep right here. Like, it don't matter. I'd lay down on the floor and go to sleep. I slept under my desk at times, right? Like I can sleep anywhere. <laughs> but this adds this whole other level of stress to where I, I can't sleep. Even though I know I'll go to sleep in five minutes, my mind will not stop worrying for even five minutes unless I distract myself. So I have to put in a podcast and I'll put it in and I'll select it on YouTube. I'll set my phone on the side of the thing and I won't hear the first word. Yeah. But my mind already will release all of my problems and concentrate on the podcast, and then I'll go to sleep. And I'm asleep, and it's like somebody hit me with a hammer, boom, out. But, um, but yeah, the struggle is real. I don't, I don't really worry about me so much. Um, it's just that I've taken like my kids' college money is in this restaurant. Yeah. If this doesn't succeed, I'm not really helping with rest with college. Yeah. So I. I need this to work. Um, like uh, one of my managers who's been with me since day one, he said, Bobo, I told him the other day, I, I was walking through the parking lot at Sam's and I found a dollar bill laying in the parking lot. And I picked it up and I said, I'm gonna give this to the first person that I see that I just am interested in. And a little girl in a restaurant that we ate for lunch was getting berated by her mother. And uh, she was about seven. And so I went and gave that dollar to her, that little girl. And me and Dior, he was like, dude, that's so awesome. He goes, and uh, anyway, so he was like, hey, by the way, did you save the first dollar you earned? I said, like, I will when I earn one. <laughs> It's been a year and a half and I still have not taken any money out of this restaurant. It's like, um, it's a passion project at this point and it needs, well, and to, and needs the, to make a little bit of money. I wish I had the, the difficult decision of trying to figure out which credit card I was going to pay down a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> well, I mean, hey, that's the thing because it's, it's, it's not just, you know, you're thinking about the money that you started, right? It's, mm -hmm. It sets you back with the kids' college funds. Yeah. But then you're thinking about, you know, the other people who have been cheering you on this whole time, right? Mm -hmm. it's like, yeah. You know, like my wife, when I started my company, and it's like, 
I never really thought about myself. I'm like, oh, I'm gonna give it a shot, and if I'm good, I'm good. And if I'm not, I'm not. Right. With all the people behind me, yeah, that I felt like the letdown was for. Mm -hmm. right? It wasn't even for me. Yeah, you know? and she she would always claim that you know self worth is what I was seeking, and that's that was my whole entrepreneurial spirit or my workaholic problem, right? No, it was really about just showing validation that I'm good at what I do, and that right. I can solve somebody else's problem. Yeah. And so you work where work, right? Yeah. And you you know when you work for somebody, that they take advantage of that. You know, mm -hmm. you work harder, and they take advantage more. Mm -hmm. You know, and I think that drives a lot of people into the entrepreneurial mindset. But one of the things, even for me in my business, is employees. Mm -hmm. You know, because we created a job for ourselves at this point. Yep. You know, me and you. Yep. Yeah. Exactly. But we created a job for everybody that's here, mm -hmm. and we end up caring about them. Yeah. You know, so it's like. At the end of the day, they have to get paid mm -hmm. before we get paid, you know? Yeah. It's like payrolls first, mm -hmm. then the utilities and the rent, right? And then we start worrying about the other things. Mm -hmm. And it's like, that right there, I know exactly what you meant about, you know, having to shut your brain off. I used yeah. to be that same exact way, fall asleep on a nine. Yeah. I, I could be in a car, which I, I hate being a pastor, but if I am, I'm asleep. You know what I mean? Like, Especially when the sun's out. And, oh, yeah. Man, on a, a <laughs> cool day where the sun's shining in there and you don't even want the AC on because just the warmth of the sun is what you want. And it's, <laughs> driving at two in the afternoon, man, I am like dangerous. Yeah. Like, oh. oh, for sure. Exactly. Mm -hmm. It's that warm embrace. It's like yeah, it's like being back in your mom's belly. <laughs> <laughs> Going back to our natural, our yeah, natural thing. Yeah, exactly. So, but that's, you know, that's the one thing I've noticed too, and, and you can talk on it, is that, you know, we take care of these employees, mm -hmm. and one, it's hard to find them, and then when you find them, you're trying to find loyal ones. Yeah. That actually see the bigger picture, because it sounds like what we've talked about is that you're very open about your own troubles with mm -hmm. even the people here. Yeah. And, and that's how I am. I'm very open and honest, and I don't, you know, there's a lot of things you probably just shouldn't talk about as far as like, you know, if you're struggling to employees, but it's like, you want people to understand, hey, I am just like you. Yeah. You know, I have bills, I mm -hmm. have struggles, you know, mm -hmm. I might have started this, but I have a lot on the line here, you know, yeah. but yeah, it's, it is, it's hard, right? And that's one of the things I like to try to reach out with my guests is to get them to understand that. You come sit in this restaurant, and they think everything's just kind of like, it's great. You mm -hmm. know, they got all those nice decor, great mm -hmm. story. Everything must be, you know, he's, he's back there screaming, duck, jumping, you know, jumping in the safe. And it's, yeah. it's not the case. So. Yeah, they see me counting the money. They don't realize that every week I have to go get $3,000 out of the bank to give to the servers for their tips. Yeah. It's not that I'm counting the money that the company earned. I'm counting the money that I'm giving to my staff. Yeah, that you gotta pay back out. Yeah. We, we, we've had that issue too, just, you know, we'll uh, we'll do a job site, we're, we're more in construction trade, mm -hmm. but sometimes the, the customer will give the check to the guys. Well, they'll see a job that's $10,000. Right, and they oh. Just, they're like, oh, that's- Boss just got rich. Yeah. And I'm like, well, first off, just the material alone is 55% of that. Yeah. Then the payroll's another 20% of that, uh -huh. and sometimes more if they went over materials, right. they did this, they did that. And so they mm -hmm. just assume, right? Yeah. So that's just the gross profit, right? Right. But they're looking at the whole check. Oh, you got $10,000 for this. Well, dude, you know, these guys make this much money, the bills are this, and then the lights, and then the insurance, and the taxes, and yeah. it's like, okay, so how much is really left, right? Mm -hmm. But to them, it's, it's you They know, think $10,000 is left. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, okay, 
Yeah, I see what you're saying. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's the hardest struggle. So let me ask you this, when getting into the restaurant business, I mean, mm-hmm. you had to know going into this industry, this is one of the hardest industries yeah. to get into. Like, not to get into, you can get into it, <laughs> yeah. but to stay in it. Right. And like, so what was your thought process? Like, was this always the dream? Yeah, kind of. Um, so when I was 20, I started working for a guy who owned two little pizza shops him and his wife he ran one she ran the other and i was the the right hand man at at the smaller one and um my life would be a lot different if i just stuck with him uh because eventually he owned four pizza stops and he comes to me he's like hey i think have you had chicken wings this is like 1992 and i was like yeah i think they have it at bennigan's or something chilies and he's like yeah so i'm thinking about opening a restaurant that just sells chicken wings I was like, wow, that's crazy. You think that'll work? Yeah, I think it'll work. So, because I want to be small footprint and where they're basically most of it's to go and they just come in and grab their wings and go. And I'm like, all right. So anyway, a year later, I'm working at the very first wing stop. And (laughs) so we've all heard of it now. And, uh, And I went to college instead, right? Instead of continuing to work for a little fast food place. But, um, I know some of the guys that stayed there, they're millionaires. They drive Lamborghinis and stuff like this. And um, I don't regret, but um, it always gave me that that entrepreneurial spirit to see him create that and then to be so proud of the success it had and, um, and to reap the rewards. And I felt like he had a great idea and it revolutionized a little portion of the, the restaurant industry. And I think that's, the, that's my advice for any new business. Have a great idea. Don't just, I wanna have a business, I'm gonna make a pizza place or whatever. Like, it's gotta be different. You gotta do something different. And, um, and so I had a great idea 20 years ago and I almost started a restaurant then. And it was like a sort of a snappy salads concept, but it was 20 years ago. Yeah. And I think it would have worked. Uh, obviously, some of those places work really well now. Um, but you know, now the market's changed and there's a little bit of a saturation in that space and you'd be competing against other established brands. And I felt like I love biscuits and biscuits are sort of an emerging menu concept. You know, most, most of the major markets have a really good concept about biscuits. Like um, Nashville has one called Biscuit Love that's phenomenal. Um, Colorado has one called Denver Biscuit Company. They have like six locations. Um, the Biscuit Bitch in Seattle was the first one I had, and that one has four locations. Um, Sunny Boy Biscuits in San Diego is amazing. Out of Jacksonville, there's a one that's got probably over 50 locations called Maple Street Biscuit Company. Um, so, I mean, I know the concept of work. There's, there's yeah. success being had in it, and we make ours one of the the problems and challenges with biscuit sandwiches is that it's gonna fall apart. Like I have every once in a while somebody, well my sandwich fell apart. Well yeah man I could I could use yesterday's biscuit <laughs> and it won't fall apart. Yeah, today's biscuit a, falls apart. It's a, right it's out of the oven. Yeah. So you just kinda have to kind of embrace that concept. And I felt like some of the places doing a fast casual version of it they don't give you a good knife and fork and you're sort of eating it out of this bowl with your hands like a like an unsophisticated child and uh i felt like we could do better than that and then 
lean into that. So we really try to emphasize the fine dining aspect of our thing, even though we call it faux fine dining. So it's sort of a, a, a ruse, right, where we're acting like we're giving you great service, sort of tongue in cheek. Um, you know, you want to talk to the biscuit sommelier, I can call him over. Um, so, uh, but that said, really good service is what we want to be known for and we really try to do. I tell my guys all the time that bringing everything to the table exactly as they ordered it and exactly when they want it is service. Beyond that is hospitality. You got to tell them stories, you got to entertain them a little bit, you have to tidy up their napkins you need to pick up their straw wrappers you I even tell them if they order water bring the water and then say hey would you like some lemon with that and then go make another trip to get the lemon you could do that all ahead of time and save yourself the trip but that's not adding service you add service by doing more and you got to creative got to find creative ways and it sort of sounds like manipulation but it makes the person feel good that you're willing to make another trip with something that you thought of after the fact yeah. you bring the fries with the ketchup you know you might like this with gravy go get some gravy you don't bring it ahead of time like you make extra trips out of nothing to show the people that you care when they walk in the door we don't have a hostess so we have to walk up to the door to seat them. I was like, put pep in your step when you do it. Yeah. Act like you're excited and that you're in a rush to get up there to yeah. greet them. Make them feel like they're the most important people in the room. If you're picking up some plates, set the plates down and run up to the door. Oh, hey, how are you doing? Ah, glad you're here. You know, like, you know, I mean, have a little a, enthusiastic. Like, you know, when, I, when I got out of high school <clears throat> and started my adult life, Mm -hmm. I, I was working on like Subway, Burger King, stuff like that. Yeah. And I became like store managers and, and uh, shift leaders at mm -hmm. Burger King, like store manager Subway. And that was the biggest thing I pushed is I don't care how your day went, greet every customer that comes to that door. Yeah. Make them feel welcome. Yep. You know, you, act happy. And that's and that's what I, I, I took that in my whole entrepreneurial journey is mm -hmm. I don't, you know, everybody's a potential customer, but they're also a human. They're a friend first, right? It's right. Like, I'm not gonna get every sale, mm -hmm. but I want everybody to be, you know, feel welcome. I feel like I care, and I, yeah. and I mean, I truly do care, and that's the, what's the easiest part of it. Yeah, you know, it's like it's like this. I truly care about, you know, the experience that you've created for these people, mm -hmm. and that's and that's one of the reasons, you know, our producer wanted to do this because he's had a very good experience here, and he's like, look, we gotta do this one, being our first mm -hmm. like food type right. review, and I was like, mm, this is like what I'm passionate about. Is, is help finding other entrepreneurs who know the struggles, right? Yeah. But helping them grow because, you know, it, there's, not, there's so much big box stuff, right? There's none of, you know, the, our mom and pops, right? I'm technically yeah. a mom and pop, you're a mom and pop. Mm -hmm. It's like we could do all of these things, but we're fighting the big fight. Yeah. And this is where, like, our local communities need to step up mm -hmm. and help small business. Right. You know, and, and that's what we need more of, you know. And, um, well, when you started this, what, what caught you up hard? Mm. I, I know if you're like me, you thought you had it all figured out. I had oh, to yeah. shoot out the ass. Yeah. <laughs> you know, mm -hmm. you know, tens of thousands of hours over the years of thinking about it. Yep. And then it, it finally came to action. 
Right. And and I mean, hell, sometimes I still surprise myself on, oh shit. Yeah. You know? Didn't expect that. <laughs> I mean, I, I had 15 years in my industry mm -hmm. before I even took the jump. Yeah. So I learned a lot off of other people's money. Yep. And I'm one who doesn't believe in reinventing the wheel. So if, if I have a conversation with an entrepreneur that did it, mm -hmm. I'm trying to listen. You should yeah. get up there. Oh yeah. It cost much money, but then it's like I still somehow managed to run into shit. Yep. So what you what caught you off guard? Um, the people just don't think about it. The time that it takes to create a new concept is immense. Um, one of the things that I did do a good job of early on is that I I had a, a really nice computer set up at home and I would do spreadsheets and stuff like that at home. But then the contractors would be up here working and so, oh hey, perfect timing. Thank you, Brett. Um, the, so then I would have to come up here and now I'm waiting on contractors to get here doing absolutely nothing. And then I go home and I need to measure something and I gotta come back up here. So I finally just moved my computer up here even though there was nobody here. And then every day I would get up in the morning and I would get to work and I would work on this and then I'm able to work on things I needed to design menu and wait on contractor at the same time instead of one or the other. That helped me a lot. Um, one of the thing, one of the mistakes I made early on is that I'm a very capable person at a lot of things, and um, maybe, <laughs> maybe <laughs> <clears throat> I definitely should have uh, outsourced more of me. I should have add this onto so and so, this onto so and so, this onto so and so, and not been such a perfectionist to the point that I say, you know what. F you, I'm gonna take that back, I'm gonna do it myself. Eh, I'm gonna do that myself, eh, I'm gonna do that myself. And that just created this really long timeline of, because my own bandwidth is only so much. Even if I'm working 16 hours a day, which I have been doing for the last two, three years now, um, it's still not enough. You know, there's not enough hours in the week for one person to do 10 people's worth of work. Um, so, one of the miscalculations I made was the, the general contractor says, hey, let's do this space, I probably need $75,000. Hey, I got $75,000. Well, what I didn't realize is that what he's saying is that he's now gonna pay for those contractors within that $75,000. I think I'm gonna pay him $75,000 so that then I gotta pay the plumber and then I gotta pay the electrician and then I gotta right. pay the painter and then I gotta pay the guy and then I gotta pay and then the, the inspections and the, oh, no, all that's in there. Oh. Well, if I'd known that, I wouldn't have tried to be my own general contractor. Sure. So the irony is that, say that cost me six months of setback at 20 grand a month. That's a $120,000 setback. Yeah. And I feel like I endured that and I paid that out of my pocket to learn that mistake. Um, but you, you bounce back, you try to move on, and um, you just try to make the best of it. But yeah. <clears throat> you know, I <clears throat> the good news is that during that time I learned how to play the piano. Okay. <laughs> that's uh, that's where you try to close your mind and distract it. Yeah. <clears throat> I, <clears throat> excuse me. Sorry. Yeah, we both a little throat clearing yeah. session there. That, that's that season mm -hmm. change, man. Yeah. But the uh, you know the the one thing that kind of caught me off guard too was like going into mine was the amount of hours I had to put in. Uh -huh. You know, because I'd work for people, and I yep. was willing to put in whatever hours it took, because I always treat their company like my own. Yep. 
But then I, I did not realize. I thought, you know, you own it. You made decisions. There's not a guy I have to answer to. Be like, yeah, you gotta be there from eight to five or this mm -hmm. and that. Because even when, you know, that's like the unwritten rule where, with all the things I work, I still work sometimes till 10 o'clock at night. Whatever it took to get the job done. Yeah. And that's what advanced me in my career for working for other people. Yeah. But I was like, well, you know what, I'm in control. And somehow I was still working from, say, I get up at five, sometimes earlier. And then literally get home at 10 or 11 o'clock at night. And I'm like, it's, it honestly put me in like this deep, dark compression for like almost two years. Yeah. And it's a very lonely feeling. Yeah, I'm struggling with that you know? too. Like, I, I do feel all alone. Yeah. Like, it sort of makes me tear up. I mean, I have this amazing support group of friends and family, like, um, I consider this one of the most blessing, blessed things that's ever happened to me. But the, some of the guys that I met in high school have stayed friends uh, for 30 years now. Yeah. Like, there's most people in the world that don't still talk to even one friend that they met in high school. And I have 20. That's good. 20 That's people huge. that all talk to one another, that all would drop anything they're doing to come help me. And yet, so me and some of those guys would go to happy hour every week on Wednesday. And we did this for 15 years. Every Wednesday we'd go drink a few beers at a bar and hang out and the, the real heartbreaking thing for me is they're not here. Yeah. I opened a bar five minutes from where they're going to tomorrow, right. tomorrow's Wednesday, and they won't come here. Like, they've come here like three times. I even, and I'm on like a, a thread or a, an email group chat where they're like, hey, uh, where are we going to happy hour? And every time I'm just like quiet and they're, oh, let's go to blanket or let's go to dinner, let's try something new, let's go to dinner. And I'm like, motherfuckers. I own a bar that's struggling. I need you. Yeah, yeah. they and don't that, ever take and, this is, and that's the, that's the. And uh, I, I even like, you know, sort of swallowed my pride a little bit. And in January, I knew we were going to be slow, so I like texted that group of guys in that thread and said, "Hey, boys, I know you don't want to come here all the time. So January's going to be slow. If you could make January Bobo's your spot for January." I would be so appreciative. Yeah. They came one time because two of them had to go somewhere else to go, so three of them came. Like, one time in January. Yeah. Like, I had three guys, and I'm like, are these really my friends? Like, I don't know. I mean, I've got better friends that I've met here yeah. that would actually do something for my restaurant, that actually come and help me and support me. And they don't even take advantage of the loyalty program or anything like that. Yeah. They don't ask for discounts. Like they just come and support me. They get quality products for a fair price yeah. that they were gonna spend that money somewhere else anyway. Right. And I, yeah, well, so it's like- Well, that's the thing, it's like, you can have this, I have, a, I, have I always <clears throat> myself sometimes a joke at the same time, I have a very tiny group of people mm -hmm. in my life. You know, I, it's, yeah. it's, there's like three people in my yeah. circle. Because at the end of the day, I know like, yeah, I can call them, I can trust them, I can confide in them. Even though a lot of them can't, they cannot relate at all with what I do or what I go mm -hmm. through. 
but they all still like when I went through my darkest stages for over two two and a half years and finally this year I've finally come on the other side of this yeah and it's it's like <clears throat> that's it but all the people that run for the hills yeah you when know, you really need and, it. and that's yeah. the thing it's like it's like there's some, there's some people in that that circle is a little bit bigger but it's like it's gotten smaller because I'm like where were you bro you know what I'm saying like this yeah. is the easiest thing they can do they're going to spend money right now somewhere mm -hmm. on, tomorrow on a Wednesday right. right why the fuck not here right there's not one drink you don't have in this bar oh my god over there yeah and I tell you what I can guarantee it's a more enjoyable experience right here yeah. than at one of these local places over here right. all day I even like I even put beer on happy hour special all day yeah. just for them on Wednesdays like I created a happy hour special just yeah. for them. Never came. So killed that. Yeah, I mean, I, you know, honestly, I hope they 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 see that because <clears throat> that's but that, it's. Been, I don't know. Who knows? Maybe it's a miscommunication that I'm just not uh, pressing the issue. They're, they're thinking, oh, we don't want to bother Bubba. He's way too busy over there. Okay. But maybe the, but that's the thing. And obviously, as men, we have a hard time. Mm -hmm. communicating the need for help our need for help absolutely you know what i'm saying so absolutely. that's where we have a hard time mm -hmm. and, and i think and that can be part of it absolutely but if they see this interview and they still don't come then that was part of it right, right. because those guys mm -hmm. obviously you know for happy hour because they're struggling in certain ways in life mm -hmm. sure so why not come here and do it yeah it's, it becomes a familiar place with a familiar face yeah so and it supports your local business right. they should be proud of you they've known you mm -hmm. since high school Yes. You know, there's a 30-year bond there. Right. right? Mm-hmm. Where are they? Mm -hmm. that's, that's what we need, you know? And, it's and crazy. That's, just, that's one aspect of it. Mm -hmm. But it's like all these people living up here, around the corner. Yeah. You know, it's like... Well, I know one of the things that um, me and Eric talked about was social media. But there's also... you got to do more than that. And I've been struggling with bandwidth. I need boots on the floor marketing is what I call it. I need to walk over to the apartment complex and give them some flyers. I need to walk over to the, the hotel and give them some pamphlets. Yeah. I haven't even stepped foot in the hotel to see what pamphlets other people have up there that I should get printed to put up there. It's not even that hard. Like Vista print yeah. is just a click away. Oh, it's, but it's, I got to design it. I got to figure it out. I got to I got to go over there. And, and then it just stacks up. And then you realize it's been a year and I haven't done it. Like, here, I want to tell you something too. So this is about self-awareness. Right? So I was talking to my son who's 13 now and he struggles sometimes in school because he just doesn't do the assignment when the teacher tells him to. Like, and I was telling him there's two types of people in the world. There's the type of people that, okay, you've got a week to do this project and they start right then and they're done in two days. And then there's the people that go, okay, well, it sounds like I've got about six days of, of free time until I got to do something. And they don't realize it's going to take two days, so then they're struggling to get it done by the deadline. And I'm that latter person. And I said, if, I said son, if you're going to be that person, you, the quicker you recognize it, the quicker you'll be better off. It would be wonderful if you were the type of person that when you're told to do the project, you do it until you're done, and then you go have a great time. Because what's more... We all struggle with wanting to be free, yeah. right? 
So when they give you an assignment, you take your freedom and do whatever you want to do for five days with that lack of freedom looming over your head. And I've got to do this project, but right now I want to shoot baskets. Or right now I want to play video games. Or, yeah, right now I'm watching TV. You know, like, but you still have that looming over your head. Is that really freedom? It's not the freedom you're looking for. The person that slaves away at doing what they were told to do the very day they were doing it like obligingly like non-defiant like obedient person so lame and then after they're done they are truly free they have nothing hanging over their head and it is so illogical that i am the type of person that doesn't do that but I don't do that. Hindsight's 2020. I know. So <laughs> what I was telling him is I struggle with that a little bit in this business. So as you grow, you start to realize ways to phrase your faults into successes. If you're a procrastinator, go into an interview and say, I'm good under deadlines. <laughs> yeah. I work well with pressure. Okay. Yeah, true. I do. And I am a succeeder. Like, I deadline get right up against it i still succeed i still make it oh it's i'm strong i'm strong at those minutes but then you work for yourself who's setting those deadlines who set that deadline for me to get doordash set up nobody so here i am a year and a half in business still don't have doordash set up because nobody set a deadline for me Right. And I don't got no reason to get it done. I keep thinking I can do it tomorrow, do it tomorrow, do it tomorrow. And now a year and a half goes by and I still don't have DoorDash set up. What kind of dumbass am I? Right? It's, and so... It's the overwhelming. Yeah, but it, it's like, I need... I need to solve that problem where I either become the guy that gets things done without the deadline or figures out a way to create real deadlines that I work to and perform under I don't know, but it, that's one of the things I'm struggling with and that I've struggled with since we opened. So you, you have that aspect, and, <clears throat> and one of the things I've seen, even through myself, is you've taken two days off and two and a half years. No, well, roughly. No, I mean, it's a. Okay, since we opened, I think I took five days off in 2022, and I've taken three days off in 2023. Okay. And every time I go home and have dinner with the wife, I feel guilty. Especially on nights where she just, she needed a good night's sleep. So she, please come home early tonight. I come home early and she goes to sleep. And I'm just sitting there by myself, laying in the bed with her, watching some stupid TV show, thinking I could be home redeveloping menus. I could be updating the bourbon list. I could be this, I could be that. I could be, and I'm, my mind is racing on all these things that I should be doing that are weighing upon me. I should be setting up DoorDash right now, but I'm laying in bed to comfort her so that she can get a good night's sleep. You know, the one thing I would have done differently from the start is I would have involved my wife in it because one, we failed to connect on a lot of things now. Mm -hmm. Right? Sure. And so, two, I don't, I, would, I stopped spending nearly enough time with the, with the wife and kids because I'm never home. Right. And so that created a whole nother level of problem for me. Mm -hmm. And and that's one of the things that I always look at and I always tell people is like, <clears throat> if you have a small group of people, the business will run with you, without you for that day or two mm -hmm. days, right? Yeah. Mentally, it does not run because you're, <laughs> you're stuck, right? Yeah. You're just like, 
oh shit, what's gonna go, what's gonna go wrong? Yeah. Right. So mentally, it's like you can't. You're not even off. You, mm -hmm. Those five days in 22, yeah. whatever. Those weren't five days. Oh no, they were not freedom. <laughs> they were like back saying. to that. We, yeah. I was not free. I just wasn't at work. And yeah, like one of the days that I took off this year uh, was April 29th. You know, so for the first. So all summer long, people are like, hey, so what days are you here? Yeah, April 29th. Oh, what's April 29th? That was the only day I've had off this year. And so I woke, or my son had a basketball on Friday night, and it was one of those games where he's, he has such a strong spirit about basketball, but he just hasn't grasped the competitiveness of it. And so, you know, sometimes somebody's dribbling the ball and he's like, oh, oh excuse me, like, Boy, grab the ball, right. grab it, and take it the other way, right? And he's good when he when it clicks. But sometimes it doesn't click. Anyway, so he was on a bad team, and they were not winning many games. But they were in a game on a Friday night, and I wasn't there, but I was working. And he, uh, they had a lead going into the fourth fourth quarter against the best team in their league. And they're the worst team in their league. And it's a competitive game. And the lead changing is going back and forth. And they push it to overtime. And then they get into overtime and he misses a shot. And, and he's not the best player on their team. Like, they shouldn't be putting the ball in his hands to, and then blaming him because they didn't win the game. But that's the way, they, that's the way he perceived right. it, is that he lost the game for them. And I'm like, you, number one, you shouldn't have been winning that game anyway. Number two, they shouldn't be depending on you. Number three, that's part of life. Just you miss a shot, you don't make it, it's okay. And anyway, he had that and he cried himself to sleep that night. And so the next morning, see how I get teary-eyed right now. So the next morning I picked him up and I said, let's go, to, let's go to breakfast, just me and you, buddy. And we went to breakfast at this little place it's right here in Plano called Dubs Tea and Water, or Tea and Eats. Um, fantastic place. Just go chill, go see Lance. Um, anyway, so we go there and we played a few video, or not video games, board games. And we just sat and relaxed. And then we had some pretzel rolls and sat and relaxed. And then um, Lance mentioned that they were going to play poker later that night. And Heath was like, oh, learn how to play poker. I'm like, all right, so was, we stayed there the whole damn day. I didn't call here. I didn't text. They texted me something. I'm like, yeah, sure, go do that. Whatever you think's best. And we just sat there, me and him, my son, the whole day, playing board games. He beat some grown-up at chess. We learned a new game called Albacore. We're like, just a fantastic day off. Um, but yeah, that's one day and then the other two days were for my fiance's birthday uh, it was Labor Day and she didn't have uh, uh, probably during this video I've probably called her my girlfriend my fiance and my wife we're figuring that out anyway so, <laughs> uh, we were supposed to get married but then COVID happened and then we were supposed to get married and then restaurant happened and we just haven't figured it out but um, she's super sweet love her to death um, so her birthday was on Labor Day and then we had a staffing issue. Labor Day was busy as hell. And so I called her at like noon. I was like, baby, I'm gonna spend the whole day with you tomorrow. And so we did that on September 5th. And then later on that month, this month, or last month, the, my birthday. And so we just scheduled, okay, another Tuesday. We had such a good time on the day. We spent a whole day together and that was so rare 
for us, you know, her work schedule and mine. And so <clears throat> now we've done that twice. And so that's my three days off so far. Yeah. Um, so I was talking to a, um, another restaurant owner, an entrepreneur, this really cool guy too. His name is, um, I'll have to look it up. I don't know, Blake, something. Anyway, um, he and I were talking and he was like, have you set a schedule for yourself? No. He was like, if you don't set a schedule for yourself, you'll work all the time. Yeah. Set a schedule. Make a schedule, show up on time, set an example. Let your staff know what your schedule is. Yeah. Set a schedule, be there on time, do what you say you're gonna do, leave when you say you're gonna leave, have your days off, get that in place, otherwise you will be miserable. And I haven't, I have done that a little better. I haven't done that perfectly. But just having that notion, and this is this is part of life. Life is a lot about shades of shades of gray. Didn't mean to find you that way. But I mean, you know, nothing is black and white. Yeah. Everything is somewhere in the middle, and it wanders around, mm -hmm. right? And uh, if you just completely ignore things, you wind up being all the way one or the other, and making mistakes and you need to be in that middle space at least right trending toward getting better all the time nobody's perfect yeah. get better get better don't be perfect be better be better than you were yesterday what if you were perfect yesterday be better again yeah. you know do it twice the, oh, 100%. Um, yeah i mean even for me you know i, I do this <clears throat> it's like I, I started to do what you're talking about create a schedule yeah and then i decided to start a podcast yeah, now you got you a know, new schedule. Like, and so it's like, it's like, so while we're doing all this, it's like, oh man, this is this is going to be like a two-hour deal in terms of four. I'm like, how am I going to squeeze the rest of my day into this? You know what I mean? But, yeah. and that's, but that's the entrepreneurial mindset. It's yeah. like, you're trying to figure it all out. And I, I'm not, I guarantee you're like, I've got things I've got to do. Right. And I've been doing this a lot longer than I thought I was going to do it for. Mm -hmm. And it's like, but then it eats on you. It feeds on you. Mm -hmm. and, and that's the toughest part. And yeah. that's what, you know, what he is right about the days off is... You find your, you know, especially like say like mornings, right? Mm -hmm. Mornings would be slower, like during the week, you know, Tuesday, yeah. Wednesdays, whatever. I can get some shit done. It's like get your shit done. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, if I'm focused yeah. and efficient, I can. You know, it's funny though about your schedule. Um, to say, well, I had a plan, and then something happened, and that ruined my plan. So now tomorrow I'm going to go into it with no plan. Well, now you're going to have a bad day for sure. Oh, yeah. It's fine if things happen and change your plan. Adapt, be flexible, be quick on your feet and make those changes and reass reassess, um, that's fine. But to just go in with no plan, probably means you're gonna sleep in and fuck I, off I, all day. It's the domino effect of what's important for the next day first. Yeah. And then I'll fill in the voids. Yeah. I'd be like, okay, I did not do that on Tuesday, but you know, on Wednesday, I really need to do that because mm -hmm. I know Thursday's payroll day. I'm really not going to have time yeah, there. Payroll's going to solve You know what I'm saying? So, so it's like, I have to look at that. I have to domino effect on those. You know, I don't sit there and like calculate my entire day, how it's going to go. Because sure. when you do that, it doesn't go that way. Right. And if you're not good with setting a whole schedule, just have a couple of goals. Yeah. Every day. Wake up, have a couple of goals. Or maybe make, make a... a, a a few goals for the week and work toward those. And maybe you find that if you're really efficient on Monday, maybe you get one of Tuesday's goals done. And then on Tuesday, you might get Wednesday and Thursday's goals done. And then by Friday, you're like, what? Maybe today's a day off. Maybe. <laughs> maybe. Just maybe. Maybe it's a gift. 
Well, James, I, uh, I, we can keep going. And uh, I know, like we we could talk I think, all day. I think what we'll end up doing is we'll uh, we'll break you free from here for like two or three hours. Mm -hmm. In the, in the coming uh, you know month, and have you come to the studio in McKinney? That'd be fun. And then sit down, relax, have a drink with us. Yeah. And then we can get deeper into just the entrepreneur and the journey and the, and, and your upbringing. Yeah. Just like all the way to this dream. Yeah. But I think for right now, for today, I think that's a, that's a, that's about all we can do. I love it. I've yeah. had a great it's, time. It's been um, a pleasure, James. Absolutely. Yeah. All right, though. You're a pretty good coffee delivery guy, too. You know, you right. brought me some... Did, uh, did you like it? It was like hand model. Yeah, it was like... Yeah, I, I right. had to do that. 